Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Today, we have a, an esteemed panelist who is uh, not only a partner of AHG, but a person that has been helping many, many thousands and thousands of people uh, with his legal expertise. And Steve J. Seidman is the founding attorney of Seidman Law Office with over 30 years as an experienced trial lawyer, lawyer focused on personal injury. Steve is America Heroes Group partner, sponsor, and advisory board member. And we are so blessed and pleased to have him. But you would have had the same feeling if you had him as an attorney, so call him. <laughs> and the, 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 today's discussion is going to be for 2021, updates on legal issues. It's great to have you on, Steve. Well, thank you very much, uh, Doctor, and uh, it's nice to be here. Uh, I've got to scoot through a lot of things because there's been a lot of activity since January. Yes, sir. Uh, because <laughs> of the new administration. So I, I did uh, I'm just going to kind of really kind of go fast. Yes, sir. Um, and, you, you know, if you need to stop, don't hesitate. But a couple mm-hmm. of things. One is after the insurrection in Capitol Hill, it really is amazing to think how close we came to disaster. The reason I say that, in the weeks after the election, uh, the then-President Trump fired Pentagon leaders and nominated replacements who pre- publicly spread election-related conspiracy theory. Uh, he fired Mike Esper. Uh, kicked off a, a rapid fire of a series of high-level departures in the Pentagon, setting off alarms on Capitol Hill. In quick succession, top officials overseeing policy, intelligence, the defense secretary staff, all resigned by the end of today, Tuesday. They were replaced on that same day by political operatives mm. who were loyal to Trump. To Trump. So, uh, in fact, his former uh, former Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, Flynn promoted a call for martial law and redoing the presidential election on December 1st. Hmm. On January 6th, obviously, insurrectionists stormed the U.S. Capitol. Uh, We all know about that. Uh, And in which Trump directed them to march on Capitol building, ransacking congressional offices, and potentially stealing sensitive documents. What some people don't know is there were laptops that were stolen. Jeff Merkley, a Democrat in Oregon, had his stolen uh, and there were lots of, of information that was actually lifted. We don't even know how sensitive it is. We do know that uh, they're supposed to be secured, the information, in the, Senate, the sensitive compartment information facilities in the Capitol. It doesn't look like that was breached, but uh, it, very, very scary. Uh, one current Metro D.C. police officer said on public Facebook uh, that off-duty officers and members of the military, this is what's really scary, Members of the military were among the rioters. They flashed their badges and ID cards as they attempted to overturn and overrun the building. Um, and uh, Pentagon uh, leaders uh, who at that time uh, made decisions that hampered the National Guard in assisting with the insurrection. As you know, uh, they sent memos uh, on Ju- January 4th and 5th barring D.C. Guardsmen from receiving ammo and riot gear engaging with protesters except for self-defense, sharing equipment with local police, using surveillance or air arrest without uh, explicit approval from 
the president. I mean, they did everything to sort of use their conspiracy uh, efforts to actually overthrow the government. And they used the military to help out. Local commanders typically have the power to take military action on their own to save lives or to prevent significant property damage in an urgent situation when there's not enough time to obtain approval from headquarters. But here, as we know, Major General William Walker, the commanding officer of the District of Columbia National Guard, said the Pentagon essentially took that power and other authorities away from him ahead of the short-lived insurrection on January 6th. That meant he could immediately roll out troops when he received a panicked phone call uh, from the Capitol Police chief during the rioters, warning that the rioters were about to enter the U.S. Capitol. Uh, a CNN, a CNN analysis on January 31st found that active and former military were among the insurrectionists at between double and triple their proportion to the general population. I don't know where this comes. I, I can only assume it's one aspect of the military veterans. But if you think about it, double and triple of the general population were involved there. Um, and they were overrepresented in the first 150 people to be arrested arrested, and have records released for federal offenses and the violence and insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. These are veterans. Oh. Uh, analysts by CNN of Pentagon records and court proceedings show 21 of the 150 or 14 percent are current members of the U.S. military. These are current members, okay? Mm, yes. That's more than double the proportion of servicemen and women and veterans in the adult U.S. population. Uh, and it's very, very scary that there are 1.3 active military duty members and 18 million veterans. Uh, and together, they, we, we comprise the veterans 5.9 percent of the overall 327 million U.S. population, at least at the end of 2018. So what we found out is that there were things going on with the Pentagon um, that fortunately uh, did not leave, lead, lead to absolute insurrection here. I mean, when you consider that the Pentagon had their hands kind of behind their back, couldn't, it couldn't, you know, weren't reacting, the local authorities weren't reacting, there was a mob that was encouraged, and it, 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 they, they usurped the military. And when somebody says, hey, let's... Uh, Let's go ahead and, and have an insurrection and not help the people who are trying to uh, protect the Capitol. Now, what about uh, uh, the new president, his new Pentagon chief? And we talked about him last month, Lloyd Austin, who's tremendous. As yeah. soon as he got in, I got a kick out of this. He removed more than 30 of Trump's last-minute Pentagon appointments. <laughs> During the last few months of his tenure, former acting uh, defense secretary Christopher Miller loaded up, uh, loaded up them with uh, the Pentagon with all kinds of, of folks. But uh, the Lloyd Austin says, I am demanding uh, the immediate suspension of advisory committee operations until the review is completed unless directed otherwise by myself or the deputy secretary of defense, Austin said in a memo. So as soon as he got there, he started to take action to get rid of these people, even if they were on a temporary basis. And thank goodness <laughs> he did. Um, no. He ordered a stand down. General Austin ordered a stand down on February 3rd in order to address the issue of white supremacy and white ring extremism in, in the rink, extremism. Okay. So what we have here is it's a microcosm of society, isn't it, Doctor? Yes. yes. We could do all, say all the right things, especially during this month of Black History Month, and act like there is no racism. But when Lloyd Austin, who has to come in, and as we know, is uh, is is our, our first black secretary of defense, 
Right. He comes in and he says the job of the Department of Defense is to keep America safe from our enemies, Austin said. But we can't do that if some of those enemies lie within our own ranks. Yes. Uh, he took a first major step early on addressing the issue, ordering a stand down across all military branches and uh, in, in deeper conversation about what was going on with extremism and racism. Um, he's reportedly taking steps to reverse the erosion of civilian control over policymaking at the Pentagon. So you remember the longest time, and it was interesting, in that civilians were the ones who were making decisions at the Pentagon. I never really got that. And okay. there had to be the waiver for Austin when he came in and his predecessor, actually, under Trump, that he, the military people could lead the Department of Defense. Mm-hmm. So actually, Austin's coming in and he's saying... The way the system is working now is that the civilians in the department need to need to fight to get across access to information. They need to be lucky and know what questions to ask, said one former uh, senior defense official. Um, and Dr. Uh, Colonel Dave Butler, um, who was General Mark Milley's spokesperson, this person uh, countered that civilians have always led the Pentagon decision-making process. And he said... Civilian oversight of the military is not only a widely accepted principle in the uniform military, it's the law, he said. But the lawmakers and experts alike contend that the Pentagon's um, policymaking process is broken down. In fact, the authors of the 2018 Congressionally re- Congressional Review, mm-hmm. they said, uh, basically, were so concerned, they highlighted a troubling sense that civilian voices were relatively muted on issues at the center of U.S. defense and national security policy, undermine, undermining the concept of civilian control. So, in essence, what was happening was these civilians were getting sort of stomped out by the military people anyway, and it becomes a place, like you remember back in the day, uh, the, the, the old Slim Pickens movie. Right. You know, <laughs> you can lead to some really crazy, uh, crazy situations if, if the military is running it. Granted, there has to be a balance, and I think General Austin has uh, tried to get a boss uh, balance of theirs. He says uh, it, he, it demands competent civilian control of the armed forces. Now, why? I mean, let's let's put it this way. You got people who are civilians. They're, they're political operatives. They're going to be uh, the commander-in-chief. They're going to be loyal to him politically. Do you think that's a really healthy thing to have done, to have them managing the military? And we saw what could have happened. And what we came, I got to tell you, close to what had, what almost did happen with that insurrection. Yeah. Uh, what would today be without getting into the coronavirus? It's okay. now claimed 10,000 lives among VA patients, over 10,000 lives in VA patients. In addition mm-hmm. to the patient deaths, at least 128 uh, VA employees have also died from virus-related issue. About half of those have come mm-hmm. since November 1st. VA cemeteries, VA cemeteries have hosted about 6,000 burials related to coronavirus death last last spring. In a statement, VA officials actually talked about this, and they say there's a nationwide surge, and about 500 and some odd thousand Americans have died. But my question is, in VA facilities, why are there so many deaths? You're supposed to be quarantined. You're supposed to be using health uh, and and safety, and I don't believe that that was done. You're not going to have, once again, a disproportionate number of Americans in VA facilities who are dying from from this terrible disease unless uh, there is a lack of safety. Now, we have to hope with the vaccine 
and I don't know, I couldn't find anything. Where is it that the VA is making sure that their people are vaccinated? I mean, most of them uh, deserve it because of their age, but clearly others deserve it because of their service to the country. I don't think they're in any greater boat than all of us who go to computers at 12 and 1 o'clock at night to get an appointment. You know, it's it's crazy. Uh, But I think uh, there should be, uh, you know, something done in that regard. With regard to President Biden, uh, as soon as he got in, there, the relief bill, you know, the relief mm-hmm. bill includes $17 billion uh, for veterans programs. That's a really good thing, right? Mm-hmm. $17 billion, And actually, the Democrats uh, wanted that $17 billion for extra money for veterans program in an effort to mitigate health and, health and employment challenges related to the pandemic. But, of mm-hmm. course... Republican lawmakers objective to the proposal, saying that White House and veteran affair leaders have not shown why the billions and extra funds are needed. Well, come on. I mean, honestly, <laughs> why aren't they needed? These are the people that protected our freedoms. Uh, and I, one other part of the coronavirus bill, which I found very helpful, is that, you know, these, uh, including Trump University, if you recall, they, they prey on these people and want them to spend a lot of money for education. And it's quite frankly, malarkey. Um, well, in the Corona's relief bill, uh, there it would end a loophole encouraging a predatory for-profit colleges to recruit veterans. Now, why is that important? Because we all know about the GI bills. Veterans have the right to go to college, right? But what they got, you know, inundated in, with our advertisement from these predatory universities saying, hey, use your money for us. You could be educated by us, but in, in essence, that's not the type of education the GI Bill was really meant for. That's what the state and, and all of these other institutions are for. Not that all of them are bad, but there are certain predatory ones. And at issue is the so-called 90-10 rule, which requires colleges and university to have at least 10% of their revenue derived from non-federal sources. The idea behind the regulation is to ensure that for-profit institutions aren't funded solely by federal monies, but instead also include significant investment by students interested in furthering their education. And it also, as we know, um, the relief bill uh, has an awful lot of stuff, and I know I'm sort of running out of time, hard to believe. Oh, yes, but, I know. Uh, another $272 million, mm-hmm. uh, would be set aside to help process backlogs for benefits, applications created by office closures, and other pandemic challenges that veterans have had to uh, suffer for VA appointments. Uh, the bill would also... Uh, uh, spend $400 million to establish a new and rapid retraining program for veterans who lost their job this year yeah. because of the pandemic. Another $750 million will be set aside for state veterans' homes. This is huge. Yes, huge. Uh, to begin <laughs> veterans during the pandemic, including cleaning services, personal protective devices. So this bill, which is really good, uh, is, is, is out there. Biden also lifted the ban on transgender people serving in the military okay. uh, via executive order on January 25th. Mm-hmm. So that's another change, the new order. He signed in the Oval Office almost his first day with Defense Secretary oh. Lloyd Austin, and it yes. overturns an order, of course, by Donald Trump. And um, Well, Steve, uh, we have one, one minute to go, but I wanted you to give sure. you a number, your, your phone number, how people can contact you. This is like a wealth of information. We have got to get you on for a longer segment because – the, the things that you're saying right now, I, I, I think a lot of people were not aware of, uh, at least I wasn't. 
So I'm learning. I've been writing uh, as you've been talking because I, I need to educate myself on all these uh, issues that you're mentioning. And so, uh, you know, just give, give us your uh, phone number and, uh, you know, how we my can reach number, you. My phone number is 312-781-1977. And also, if I could just end by saying a family of an Air Force vet yes. who died had 100-plus firebites in a long-term facility sued Orkin and the VA. That's the type of thing we do too, doctor. Yes. These uh, cases are serious. So that's, thank you. Uh, thank you, Steve. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. And I, I, I learned everything. Every time I see you, I, I learn something new. <laughs> so thank you, Steve. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.